good everyone thank you so much for joining me welcome to the love tariva podcast i am tariva crumb and this podcast is produced in conjunction with my blog lovetariva.com and this is a space where we celebrate the beauty in the mess of healing Wow, we are on episode five. I am so excited. That means that I have been consistent and going strong for five weeks, and that is a huge accomplishment for me. Um, every time that I'm taking like consistent steps in, in doing things that I love, I just have to praise myself a little bit because, um, you know, it takes so much effort to prioritize the things that you enjoy, that give you joy, that give you fulfillment, that give you a sense of accomplishment. Um, and it's such, it's such a beautiful experience for me. So I'm very grateful. This has just been a really great week. Also, Okay, I know that I probably don't sound like this to listeners, um, but I feel like my voice sounds really raspy. It is but o'clock at night right now. It's I'm not even going to tell you what time it is that I'm recording this uh, podcast. Um, and also, I was just on FaceTime with my best friend forever um, for like, what, like two or three hours. So my voice is shit right now. But sometimes I like when my voice sounds like this because I feel like it makes me sound, sound like a little bit like sexy and like cool. You know, it has like the rasp. But really, I still sound like a child. So <laughs> if you notice a difference, that's why. Um, this week was really awesome for me in some ways, had some setbacks and others. I'll talk about it all. So the great things that happened were on the same day I had... Um, a feature from a magazine that I was in, in uh, Canvas Rebel, um, had that feature released on the same day that an episode of uh, Fatal Attraction on TV One that I was on, they, they all released on the same day, which was really cool. I did not know that that was happening. Um, and, uh, it was so funny because I, I don't have TV one. I don't have cable like that. Your girl's real frugal. And so I literally had to watch the episode that I was in on FaceTime with my big brother. But you know, that's what brothers are for. Um, a lot of people saw it and were texting me or like, why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you say anything? Because I have issues, you guys, because I have issues. That's why. In the same way, I know this makes no sense. Like in episode one, I talked about how I have all of these insecurities around my voice. I love being an actor. I really do. I love what I do. I love being a storyteller. But I, it is very rare that I watch myself back in like final performance, um, unless it's something ongoing. So for a play, um, for anything on stage where I know that I can make adjustments, I'll watch. If it's anything on film, I'm cool. I'm, I'm okay with not watching. Um, <laughs> I know that this makes no sense. You guys, I'm working through it. Y'all know I'm in therapy, so I'm going to work it out. Um, but those, those were some really cool things that happened. I'm gearing up for my performances this weekend um, with Out of Hands Theater here in Atlanta. So I'm super excited about that. But now let's talk about the 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 ugly things that happened this week. They're not, I'm being dramatic. They're not that ridiculous, but okay, you guys. So um, this was, this was an experiment that I did for you. Okay. It was unintentional. <laughs> 
Um, but I thought that I would share my findings. Um, this is not what I intended to talk about today or to post um, today, but because it is so fresh, I decided that I would just write about this and share um, my experience. So today I woke up and I felt emotionally like shit. Um, also, yesterday I had to go in and get a scalp biopsy. I'll talk about that another time, but I'm, walk I'm walking around here with stitches in my head, y'all, um, in pain. <laughs> um, and um, I woke up this morning and I felt like shit. I had the darkest thoughts that I've had in quite a while. And I had no motivation at all to do anything. Um, and it was very difficult for me to, you know, even get up to like make myself breakfast. And when I came to the kitchen, I got a text on my phone and the text was from the pharmacy and they were like, girl, your prescription has been here. Please come and get it. And I realized that it has been about seven full days that I have not taken my Lexapro. You guys, listen, when I tell you the side effects are real of like weaning yourself off, this is not intentional. I did not intend to not take my medicine, but I was so busy um, throughout this week that I just kept forgetting to pick it up from the pharmacy. Um, and I had noticed a couple of days ago, I was talking to my good friend and I told him, you know, I'm not feeling well. I'm just so tired. Um, and that day actually that I was having that fatigue, I was also having um, some thoughts that were just, um, you know, very not optimistic thoughts about my life. And um, even though I was having these good things that I knew were coming up, um, I just, I felt like shit, you know? I didn't feel accomplished. I didn't feel like I was doing anything worthwhile. I felt no sense of um, joy in anything that I was doing, even though it was things that I loved doing. Um, and then today, I went and got my medicine, and um, before I took it, I started feeling this feeling that can only be described as like, y'all are going to think I'm so weird, but I don't know how else to describe it. It was like, I felt like I was glitching. Like, you know, when you, <laughs> like, I felt like I was glitching. Like, I kept that feeling as if I needed to reload. Um like completely conscious, com completely conscious, completely um, awake, but feeling like there were just these blips of like milliseconds where I, I was just not here. Um, and so at that point, I was like, bitch, go take your medicine. <laughs> so I am Lexapro up now. Um, I'm sure it's going to take a couple of days for my body to get reacquainted um, with the medication. But because of my, um, my experience with that and also my experience with the onset and kind of the onslaught of these um, negative thoughts, you know, it really solidified 
for me. This is my first time taking such a, a, a large amount of time without my medication since starting. And so it really solidified that like, this is something that I need. This is something that I need to be healthy and to function. Um, and so I decided to write a little bit about it. Um, as honest and transparent as I aim to be, um, I do want to protect, you know, some things about myself. Um, and so because of the sensitive nature of this post, uh, this content will only, only be available in audio format and I will not be featuring it on my blog. So this is what I literally just wrote, <laughs> why I chose Lexapro. Four bottles in, and I'd say fuck yes if I had to make the decision again. I was scared. I was terrified, honestly. Nothing seems beautiful or warm. I felt like an unwelcomed visitor in the world and worst in my body. I was afraid to sleep at night. Every second was either welcoming a future doom or a reminder of the failures I'd experienced, the harm that I'd endured, the shame that I felt for not making better decisions or being smarter or stronger. I heard somewhere that those who are challenged by depression and anxiety are always in one or two places, the past or the future, and they are seldom in the present. Hours would pass me unknowingly, and I would have somehow completed three loads of laundry, mopped floors, and taken the dog for a walk, all while ruminating on past failures, unsuccessful auditions, what I could have done better, how awful my life was, and how little I mattered in the grand scheme of things. When I laughed with my children, I laughed only with my body. I'd try to focus on their bright little faces, etching every crinkle and twinkle of their eyes into my memory to hold on to. They were the only things in existence that bought me joy and motivation and a drive to live. I was exhausting my support system. There were no words that were heavy enough to weigh me down, to keep me from blowing away. I was completely untethered to myself. My brother, in tears on the phone, reminded me how special I was, that I needed to reach out to my therapist, that it was okay to get a little extra help. My therapist had mentioned medication before. In the early stages of my treatment, when it seemed I was only suffering from anxiety, and then again when I expressed suicidal ideation. I didn't need him to suggest it this time. I was desperate for help. I needed to feel like I belonged, even if it was just to myself. I prayed, asking my grandmother to protect me, asked God to make a way, and she did. On a Tuesday, I met with my therapist. I told him how far I had spiraled in just a week since our last session. I told him about the chaos that was swirling around, the ongoing difficulty in the relationships that I had to manage, and how depleted I was, all while weeping uncontrollably. I told him I wanted medication. He suggested my dosage and let me know that I would need to make an appointment with my primary care physician to get a prescription. I called my new doctor and truly a miracle happened. I was able to get an appointment that same day in the afternoon. I had been on a wait list for months to become a patient at this practice. 
I know that that was nothing short of a divine plan to save my life. Within a week of taking Lexapro, my sleep was regulated. I don't think there is anything scientific that proves this. It's supposed to be a gradual effect that seems to take place neurologically, but I know that I slept for the first time in a very long time. I didn't have thoughts of catastrophes happening in the middle of the night. I didn't wake up to check my children to make sure that they were still breathing and covered as I did for the past decade. Within three weeks, my waking thoughts were different. Prior to Lexapro, my first thought of the day was the disappointment of the previous day, which was, in most cases, the disappointments of the past several years. But now, my thoughts were simply an awareness of now. I'm awake. The house is silent. I need water. I'm excited for coffee. These were thoughts that were muddied by depression and fear just weeks prior. Before making this decision, I was afraid of creating a dependency on this medication. I was afraid that I would create an unnecessary reliance on a drug that I wouldn't be able to stop. I was afraid that if I began taking medication, that I wouldn't allow myself to toughen up to learn healthy coping strategies. What I learned was that it is more important that I practice radical acceptance acknowledging the limitations that I'm faced with and to lean into everything that allows me to thrive, even with those challenges. Perhaps I will always need an antidepressant. Perhaps my brain just doesn't function optimally. With the amount of trauma, individually, generationally, I mean, there's no way in hell everything is all good up there. <laughs> some of us need inhalers, some of us insulin, some of us antidepressants. You are not stronger because you don't need medication, but you are able to live a bigger, more beautiful life if you accept that you might. May you always have the courage to choose what makes you thrive. Love always, Tarifa. And this post was sponsored by Big Pharma. <laughs> JK, just a little dark humor. Um, no, you guys, I, I don't want to seem as if I am pushing meds, um, but meds are useful for me. And here's the thing. If you know me, you know that I don't even like, I don't even like to take, um, Tylenol. I have these stitches in my head and it was a big deal for me to pop a Tylenol last night. Um, I had two unmedicated births, literally not even an IV. I am very much against medicine, um, but I am all for me living my best life. And I am all for you living your best life, no matter what it takes, you know. And, um, you know, I will go further into this in later um, podcasts and blogs, but you know, the stigma is, it's crippling, the stigma that if you need medication, you're not working hard enough, or you're not strong, or um, you can just kind of pull yourself up out of the depression. And one of the things that I've had to make clear with friends and 
my family especially, is that depression isn't something that we choose. No one chooses to be depressed. No one chooses to wallow in, um, you know, despair. Um, but it is something that many of us struggle with. And it is a very, very tough fight to fight if you are not well equipped. Um, and my hope is just that we would get to a place where we are pushing everyone to do whatever the fuck it takes to be happy and to be healthy and to be whole. Um, my goal, honestly, is is that I would not need antidepressants for the rest of my life. Um, I've talked with my therapist about this, and you know, we think that that is a possibility. We don't think that. I am, um, you know, tied that I'll be tied down or not even tied down. I don't, I want to, I want to stop that negative train of thinking, even in my own mind. Um, I would really love the freedom to not have to take a pill every day, but I will be fine to do that if that is what's necessary for my health. Um, and I think that in combination with therapy, um, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications are incredibly effective, especially if these are neurological issues that you are having um, that can't just be remedied by taking some ginseng and drinking some peppermint tea and, and singing Kumbaya and reading some scripture. We can get into that later because I have all of the thoughts regarding <laughs> religion, spirituality, and um, depression and trauma. Um, but that is it. You guys, I said I wasn't going to tell you what time it was, but it, was, it, is, it is after two o'clock and I am up like your girl just came from a bar. Um, and I can't do that because I have to go to somebody's parent-teacher conference tomorrow and be a mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to get my ass in bed. Um, but this was just a little bit more uh, laid back. Um, I just kind of wanted to share something in real time as I was kind of dealing with it. Um, and yeah, I hope that you just know that someone out there is proud of you for just just stepping into a new day. Um, I know that for so many, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but for those of you who are struggling just to get from day one to day two, I've been there. Um, and just know that you are not alone and you are so worthy of all of the good and beautiful things that this world has to offer. So I hope you go out and get that shit. <laughs> Love, Teresa. Mwah.